everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Thank you so much for being here. So I've had a lot of requests for people that are checking out, subscribers and everybody else for the Digging Deeper videos, also people at jazzwire.net have been asking me a lot about bebop scales. And now, uh, specifically the minor bebop scale. So that's what I wanna talk about today. If you go back to videos 21 and I think it's 23, we talk about the dominant bebop scale. That's the first one I learned, probably the most ubiquitous, most important bebop scale. Then there's the major bebop scale, similar reasoning, but different. And um, so I hadn't talked about the minor bebop scale. A lot of people have been uh, mentioning this. So yeah, let's, let's dig into it a little bit here. Um, so you probably know that bebop scales, you may not know, I'm gonna tell you, bebop scales have an extra note in them. And extra is always good, like if I had an extra $100, that would be nice. Um, here's the thing, most scales have seven notes in them, but most measures have eight notes in them, right? If we're in 4-4, four, four, we get eight eighth notes. Some good math for you there. Um, so when we have a seven note scale, th things get a little off kilter. So a bebop scale is a scale that has an extra note added from a regular minor scale in this case. And what it does is it gives us an even number of beats. So let me play one of these things for you. So everything ends up landing on the beat. And so we get chord tones on the beat. I get the root, the third, the fifth, the seventh on the beat. So again, if you go back, if this is sort of new to you, go back and I do sort of a deeper explanation on, uh, you know, in videos 21 and 23. So what I wanna do here, the question is, where do we add this extra note? Is it just anywhere? Now, the answer is there are a couple places that work pretty well. So let's dig into this here. The first one you'll see on the screen is uh, what I'm doing is essentially I'm playing, I guess, a Dorian sound, one, two, flat three, four, five, six, a natural six. To me, that has a Dorian sound. And now I'm playing a flat seven, Dorian, but now I'm adding a major seven in there. That's the note that I'm adding. Adding that major seven is, uh, is pretty key. And yes, it's a major seven on a minor seven sort of chord. And here's one of the magic things about these bebop scales is you can turn around on any note and the chord tones are going to stay on the beat. It's this very cool quirk of how it works. Check it out. So I'm going to put on a track that's just playing this D minor sound, and I'm going to play some of this first example for you. So you can just sort of hear what this sounds like. I have a couple other examples. They're very similar, just sort of one or two note difference. And it's really up to you which you want to use when. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say example one is probably, if you're going to pick one, and you should pick one, this would be the one that I would recommend. And on jazzwire.net, the, the website where we get to interact for real, um, this is the one we've been talking about.
that can sound pretty good, right? And that wasn't, like there was almost no art there. That was, yeah, I guess that was improvising, but you could definitely have programmed a computer to do what I did. I was playing the notes from the first scale, the minor bebop scale, and I would turn around kind of wherever I wanted. Very often it was on a chord tone. It didn't even have to be on a chord tone. So I was rattling around that scale, turning around where I would like run out of saxophone. Oh, I'm too high, I better turn around. Like that was about it. Sure, I was trying to play with a good tone, I was trying to play with a good feel, but man, bebop scales can get you sounding pretty legit. So this is great stuff to, uh, to look at. So on the sheet now, the example number two. To me, this now this is one of the other ones that I use quite a bit. I like the harmonic minor sound when I'm playing in a minor key. This is very similar to the first one. Instead of a natural six, this has a flat six. That's that flat six sound. Now, you know, I'm calling it harmonic minor. That's the way I conceptualize it. I can explain why that is. Someone else may say, oh, that's an Aeolian sound. Yeah, we can get into theory arguments, whatever. Let's, let's just say I'm right. Just, that would make it easier. <laughs> okay, so let me do this now. I'm gonna put that same track on. It's just cranking out a whole bunch of D minor. And I'm now gonna play with, the, with this sound that has the flat six. Okay, a subtly different sound and feel. So I have a sense of which I like where, but this is like cooking. I mean, if you're a high level cook, you know the difference between using rosemary or using basil or using galangal root or whatever it is. That has meaning to you. For somebody else, they're just happy someone else is cooking for them, right? So, um, don't get too wrapped up on which should I do. Pick one of the first two and that's what you work on for a year. Like really legitimately like that. If you like the sound of these bebop scales and there's a lot to like, pick one. Don't get wrapped up in which of the three. I just want to present all three. And for those of us that can kind of hear the difference, maybe you're developing that, that you know, sort of the equivalent of a palate. You're developing our ears. So it's like, oh yeah, I hear that first one. And here's the way I hear it. The first one is a little brighter with the major six. That doesn't have to mean anything to you. The one with the flat six is a little darker. It's a little more minor. Okay, so let's uh, move on to number three. Now here, I'm adding the extra note. We have to find a half step somewhere, right? So what I'm doing is I'm adding the extra note between the fifth and the natural sixth. So as you can see on the sheet, one, two, flat three, four, five. They all start like that. One, two, flat three, four, five. Now I'm doing flat six, natural six. So there's my extra note. 
And now I'm using the natural seven. I love that leading tone, that C sharp to the D. Here's what it sounds like. So to me, that has a very bright sound, but I use it sometimes. And I really love that little chromatic space between the fifth and the natural sixth. That's very, very cool. And now I play some bass. And so when I'm walking bass lines, I'm definitely using these bebop scales to get the right number of notes to get me that chromatic approach to the next chord. So for bass players, this stuff is golden. So let me put on the track again. I'm going to be improvising now with the third one and see again, can you hear it as being a little different than the others? Okay, I lost my mind. I couldn't help it. Uh, I had to play a little bit. So um, I started interchanging bebop scales. I started just having fun with, the, with all that chromaticism, essentially from the fifth up to the root. It's like, a, you know, chromatic soup there. We can mess around, but how do we play it so it doesn't sound awful? How do we play it so it doesn't sound like BS, right? How do we play it so it's organized? So I know each of these scales. I didn't have to mix and match. But man, there's so much that we can do with these scales. Uh, you know, so I, I played some little melodic bits in there, things that reminded me of melodies that had starts and stops, that had some intervals, almost entirely chord tones. And I heard, you probably heard some enclosures in there. So enclosures are something I teach and play a ton. So between the chord tones, a little bit of melodic playing, enclosures, and then the bebop scale. There is so much we can do. So that's what I want you to uh, mess around with. So as I'm saying, don't do all three of these. That's, that's a recipe for not knowing what's going on. Pick one of them. I would pick the first one or the second one probably, but I don't care. It doesn't really matter. I want you to dig into this. And again, please go back. If this is new to you, Bebop Scales, uh, video number 21 and number 23 are going to be a fantastic place to jump into this. And now if this is getting you excited and you really want to do some more personalized ideas, get a practice plan for yourself, like really understand what it is you need to do to get some traction and get better, check out jazzwire.net. That's where it's going on. Okay, folks, thank you so much. Hope this helps. Thank you for the request. Fantastic request for a video. I love them. So please send more requests 
and please share these videos around. I want uh, people to have some good information and if you enjoy this, let somebody else have it too. Thanks so much, take care.